You are listening to Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker. What do you run to when you're in pain? Job was desperate for God to speak. Job was desperate for God to confront him. Job was desperate for God to correct him. Job was desperate for God to heal him. I want to challenge you with something very bold this morning. I want to challenge you this morning to come to God and to say, God, have your way. With my children, have your way. With my health, have your way. With the future of this country, have your way. Put aside everything else that you've heard of other people prophesying. Put aside everything else you've read in other books. I want you to come to God and say, God, have your way. Have your way with my family. Have your way with my marriage. Have your way with my church. Have your way with the world. Have your way with my workplace. Have your way with my finances. Have your way and trust him and trust him. You see, Job, he's fulfilling what James writes about in James chapter 5. And this is a command for us as believers. Isn't it fantastic that even though Job has not read the New Testament, he's already acting it out. In James chapter 5 verse 13, it says, is anyone among you suffering? Is anyone in pain? I asked this earlier and many hands went up. You're struggling with various different ailments and pain. It says, let him pray. Is anyone suffering? Let him pray. Prayer is talking to God. And when you're suffering and in pain, the command is to what? Pray. The command is to talk to God. And then he says, is anyone cheerful? So if you're not in pain and you're here, welcome, I'm glad you're here. It says, let him sing praises to God. So when you're in pain, you pray. When you're in pain, you praise. And praise is giving words to God. It's also talking to God, except it's not crying out to God and saying, God, help me understand this, but it's saying, God, you are so good. Okay? So if you're in pain, you pray. If you're in pain, you praise. And then he says, is anyone among you sick? Is anyone among you weary? You're tired? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Okay. Is anyone among you sick? That is, this doesn't mean you're like me. You have a cold, you have a fever or whatnot. Are you weary? Are you tired? Like what Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. Are you weary? Are you sick and tired of your situation? Are you sick and tired of your sinful patterns that you keep living in? Are you tired of it? And you're saying, I'm done. And, and, but, but you're so down in the depths of your circumstance that it's hard for you to cry out to God and say, God, help me understand this purpose in this pain. And that's when you call other people who are in touch with heaven to cry out for you to lay their hands on you and to say with a burden people that you would trust intercessors whom you trust people of prayer not people like Eliphaz who can talk about God but people who you know who talk to God because oftentimes when you go to people like this and you share your deepest darkest secrets it just turns into gossip and then there's a whole church split go to people who can intercede for you let them lay their hands on you and pray for you but the command is to pray so if you're, if you're sorrowful if you're sick you pray if you're cheerful you pray and if you're so sick and tired, you're so weary, you call other people to pray over you. We'll save the one who's weary, who's sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, <laughs> it'll be forgiven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. It's very important for you to be a part of a body of believers that's willing, in pain, to find purpose and say, God, what are you doing? And in pain, to press it and say, God, what are you showing us prophetically that's coming through this lawsuit, through this law, through this new you know, thing that's going on with the world or, or something that's happening in my family? What are you doing in this, God? Uh, give, show me the more, more, and more before, and God will do that. And then, to not just stop there, but to know that this is a command for us to keep in prayer. 
And then to look out at people around you and be like, hey man, are you doing okay? Let me pray for you. And then to genuinely intercede and say, God, in the pain, bring purpose, God. In the pain, speak prophetically. Speak prophetically through me or through somebody else or through your word, but encourage this believer and raise up this weary believer. And it says in verse 16 in James chapter 5, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And um, James continues to give Elijah as, a, as an illustration. He says, Elijah was a man just like us and he prayed fervently and God answered his prayer. What would it look like if God began to answer the prayers this morning in this place? And that's what I am expecting. That's what I want to see happen. I'm not just saying this so that those of you who are hungry for a word will come here and those of you who don't really spend time with God will give a prophetic word. Watch out because praying through pain is prophetic but preaching with a discernment is blasphemy. Preaching with a discernment is abusive. It's cursing. The Bible warns us there will be prophets who say there's peace, there's peace when there is no peace. They're false prophets. So when we pray, we got to be careful that we pray genuinely carrying this person's burdens to God and saying, God, you speak. You speak. And this is going to take practice for us. This is going to become a lifestyle that we got to walk in. Number three, and we'll bring this to a close. Give me about 15 minutes, okay? And we'll bring this to a close. You with me still? Yes. Good. And we're going to have a ministry time in the end. Number three, this is good, guys. This is really good. No man can curse what God has blessed. Okay. Once again, and I want to hear a resounding thank you, Jesus, to that. No man can curse what God has blessed. Okay. Before you go home today, okay, I want you to know that if you're in Jesus Christ, you're blessed. If you're covered under his blood, you're blessed. And what God has blessed, no man can curse. I'm going to say it again. What God has blessed, no man can curse. The president cannot curse. The mayor cannot curse. You know, your, your boss cannot curse. Your husband cannot curse. Your children cannot curse. What God has blessed. You with me this morning. What God has said, I am going to bless this. No man can curse. If God has blessed a nation, no man can curse. If God has blessed a family, no man can curse. If God has blessed your calling, no man can curse it. Even if all hell breaks loose, no man can curse what God has blessed. I see the protection around me as a believer, as a blood-bought believer, because what God has blessed, no man can curse. No amount of intellect and education can curse what God has blessed. Somebody's got to get on their feet and give God praise for that. Because if you're in the blood of Jesus, you're covered. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We could go home now, isn't it? But let me give you some scripture, okay? Because I don't want you to accuse me of just making stuff up over here. Zophar tells Job, look at the curse, look at the curse. Zophar tells Job, utter darkness is laid up for his treasure. This is verse 26 of chapter 20. Utter darkness is laid up for his treasure. A fire not fanned will devour him. What is left in his tent will be consumed. The heaven will reveal his iniquity and the earth will rise up against him. The possession of his house will be carried away, dragged off in the day of God's wrath. This is the wicked man's portion from God. The heritage decreed for him by God. But as we read the book of Job, we see that that's not true for Job. In fact, it's the opposite. God multiplies his blessing. What, what, what he starts off with in Job in, in, the, in the first couple of chapters is multiplied drastically towards the end. So this was a false prophecy. Like I said earlier, prayer in pain is prophetic, but preaching with a compassion or discernment turns out to be false prophecy. It's blasphemy. It's cursing. No matter how educated, no matter how intellect, 
Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of my God. I will believe the report of God. If I've come under his blood, I'm his problem. And his word says, I am blessed. Sure, I might be in pain. Sure, I might be sick. But guess what? I am blessed with a capital B. I'm blessed. Bildad doesn't shut up. Job chapter 18 verse 9 A trap seizes him by the heel A snare lays hold of him A rope is hidden for him in the ground A trap for him in the path Praise the Lord that The Bible tells me that The weapon may be formed but it will not prosper Around us in the world the weapon is formed But listen to me it will not prosper or succeed Because what God has blessed No man can curse Terrors frighten him on every side and chase him at his heels. His strength is famished and calamity is ready for his stumbling. It consumes a part of his skin. The firstborn of death consumes his limbs. I'm going to skip this because I don't care about curses. Because I know that what God has blessed, no man can curse. Bildad speaks of what he sees. He has no idea of what is to come. Whose report will you believe? Will you believe what you see? Because faith is believing what you don't see. And the Bible tells me that he who is blessed, no man can curse. So in my circumstance right now, I might not be good, but I know that God is good and he has blessed me. And I will walk in the blessing of God even though I don't see it. God is looking for worshipers who are willing to walk with that kind of faith. I don't see the blessing, but I'm going to walk like I'm blessed. I don't see, like Job says, I don't see my Redeemer, but I know my Redeemer lives. Because who God has blessed, no man can curse. Are you getting it this morning? But this is one way that I know for certain that God wants to bless you right here, right now. God wants to bless you with the knowledge of understanding the purpose of God in your pain. It says in, in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So even in your pain, God wants you to have a holy reverence for Him in your pain, and not water down your theology, but have a holy reverence. It's in time of pain that we, have, we face this dilemma like Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. It's in the time of pain, we have the, the dilemma of how can a good God allow this to happen? And please listen to me. We're living in a time where pastors are watering down theology. They're saying that God will not judge the world. I about lost my mind when I was reading a post about a pastor who's talking about annihilation and universalism and saying that God will not send a person to hell, that everybody will be saved. Please listen to me carefully and listen to me while I love you and God loves you. But if you do not repent and come under the blood of Jesus, you are cursed. And it's not because God is cursing you, you're bringing curses on yourself because you're living in a way that God did not create you to live. If I put, you know, water in my gas tank and try to drive my car, I will ruin my engine. I will hydrolock. We're living not with the Ruach HaKodesh, with the Spirit of God. We're living with the Spirit of the Antichrist. We're living with the Spirit of the d- demonic world if we're not living under the, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And so how else do you expect to be blessed when you're following the wisdom of darkness? There's only two spirits in this world. There's the Holy Spirit and there's a demonic spirit. And the demonic spirit, the Bible says, will masquerade itself even as an angel of light. You've got to watch out. So no matter what your circumstances, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And God will bless you with the understanding of what God is doing. He'll give you the wisdom as you fear Him. And then it says, knowledge of the Holy One is inside. He'll let you know more and more about Himself, that He is a loving God, that He is a just judge. Look at Job's blessing. I'm going to bring this to a close. Job chapter 28, verse 12. But where shall wisdom be found? So in my pain, if God wants to bless me with wisdom and understanding, He says, where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Isn't that beautiful? He's asking the question that the book of Proverbs answers, but He says, where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Verse 13, He says, man does not know its worth, 
it's not found in the land of the living. The deep says, it's not in me. The sea says, it's not with me. It cannot be bought for gold and silver and cannot be weighed as its price. It cannot be valued in gold or ophir or precious onyx or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it. He's talking about wisdom and understanding, just in case you forgot. Nor can it be exchanged for jewels or fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral, not this coral, but coral or the crystal. The price of wisdom is about pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. What's he talking about? Wisdom and understanding. Wisdom of God. And then he says in verse 21, listen to this. It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Abandon and death say, we have heard a rumor of it with our ears. And look at verse 23. It's fantastic. God understands the way to it and he knows its place. Where's wisdom and understanding? God knows it. He knows its place. And I believe this morning God wants to give us wisdom to navigate through our pain and understanding of what he is doing and who he is. And maybe this morning I'm preaching to a crowd that actually is in pain. And if you're not in pain, I hope you will tuck this away because when it does come, you need to step in and know that God has a purpose in this pain. And the purpose is not to pray it away, to fast it away. It's a season in life that God walks us through. But in those seasons, God wants your roots to grow deeper. So when springtime comes, because it is coming, you'll have enough nourishment for your leaves to grow. Yes. Seasons cannot be prayed away. It cannot be fasted away. It cannot be rebuked away and bound and thrown away. Seasons are times we need to walk through. Pain is a season that God wants us to walk through. But in those times, He wants us to dig in deep so we can hear prophetic words from His word, from His voice of saying, God, what are you doing in my life? And then to have deeper understanding of knowing that what God has blessed, no man can curse. And in that blessing is wisdom as God gives us to navigate through this time, understanding of who He is. Father, I pray for the blessings that we have forfeited that is gone because of our stupidity and our sin. I pray that you would redeem it, Lord, because you are our Redeemer and we know that our Redeemer lives. Pour out your blessing, Jesus. Let us be a church that's blessed by your presence, that's blessed by insight from you, that's blessed with the power of the Holy Spirit, that lives only under the power of your Holy Spirit and not in our flesh. I pray for your blessings over this church. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the beautiful power of the Holy Spirit rest and abide on each and every one of you, now and always, in Jesus' name. Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.